Hello. Hi, Ben. Oh, well, that doesn't sound... Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you. Oh, brilliant. Hello there. Ben? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep, yeah. I can hear you. You're I a bit... <clears throat> and it's okay. It's okay. We're not talking about that episode. What? Hello. Hi, Matt. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, it's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello. General Kenobi. <laughs> you are a bold one. I can't hear anything. Can you not hear us? It's doing what it did last time. Oh, for crying out loud. That's annoying. Oh, hold on. Hello. 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 Yeah, Hello. I can hear you now. Hello, IT help desk. Have you tried switching it off and switching it back on again? That's what we had to do with the other pod. Go like yesterday. <laughs> can you hear me now? Good. <laughs> How about right, now? So, How about, how about now? Okay, so Lauren, I can hear you. Matt. Yes. David. Present. <laughs> Ken. Yep, I'm here. Hey, man. <laughs> Maybe I should have given my actual name. I just realized it's going to Abby, Dragon, Lord, Matt, and then just my cosplay. I should have just I'm put spirit cosplay. I, 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 I am mysterious. I am mysterious <laughs> cosplayer that is haunted and spirits of, of such. Cosplayers. Uh, <laughs> but mainly to eleventh, the eleventh Doctor for some reason. <laughs> I was talking with the. Transylvanian accent is very I, I don't know why this is happening. Maybe it's because I've been selling Russian hamsters all day. I, I don't know. <laughs> and I am not lying. I really have. <laughs> I refuse to believe there is an actual breed of hamster called Russian hamster. Yes, there are two that we sell in, in our store. There's the Russian hamster and there's the Robberoski hamster. Yeah, the difference is the Russian hamster is there to sightsee because of this huge spire. Oh yes, they are 50-50 in temperament. They either love you or they freaking hate you. You should probably stop feeding them vodka. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Duh. It's the vodka, vodka in the weird hats. Yeah. <laughs> we put them vodka in their water supply. It's, it is good. It's good vodka. It's good for it, it is good for strength. <laughs> Well, this conversation just got away from us, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just a bit. I will stop. Hello, yeah. hello, 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 hello. Hello there. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry, that was a, a, a Russian in my, in my apartment. I had to get him out. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Hello and welcome to the TikTok Whovian podcast watch along. Yeah. Today I have with me, I have Lauren. Hello. Do you want to, like, see your TikTok handle? Oh, yeah, of course I do. I'm a professional. My TikTok <laughs> handle is I'm Time Cosplay. Ben? Uh, I'm Ben, and my TikTok is at Bones4918. David! I am Haunted Spirit Cosplay, but my handle is David. I mean, it is name is David, but my handle is Haunted Spirit Cosplay. <laughs> We're off to a start this way. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and Matt. Hello, I am Matt, but yes, my TikTok is Dr. Matt Who. <laughs> so, today, today slash this week, we've watched <laughs> The Crimson Horror. The Crimson Horror, yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> The Crimson Horror. So, Mr. Eleven. Yes, can that's you me. Please, can you please give us a brief wiki page of um, <laughs> what this episode is about? It's uh, it, it's a bit of a, a kind of split story, which is really cool. So, essentially, one half of the story is the Paternoster gang um, finding uh, about these murders that are happening in Victorian Yorkshire. Uh, then coming across a sinister plot involving a parasite from the uh, dawn of time, which uh, Madame Bastra recognizes, um, and then discovering that the Doctor has somehow got entangled into this plot, um, and 
they basically they must uh, find out what is going on in this factory that's not as it uh, appears and they along with the doctor must stop uh, this woman's plot to destroy the world I think I butchered that, but that's... <laughs> the, the Paternoster gang, there's potato people and reptilians from beyond the... the literally, literally. So, it's just before this, I'm going to say it, because just before this, Lauren said, please don't ask you what it's about, because I will just say lesbians, Yorkshire, and red people. Yes. <laughs> that's the potato plot, right? Straps. And Thomas Thomas. Thomas you will do Thomas. well, Thomas Thomas. I love that joke so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the, the weirdest thing I decided to do with this one is watch it with my girlfriend, who does watch a lot of Doctor Who. And she's like, <laughs> who are these people? Why, why is she green? Why, why, why is there a potato man? <laughs> it's just like a lemon's reaction. It's just like, oh, haven't you heard, love? There's trouble at Mill. She's a, she's a lizard. <laughs> she's a lizard. <laughs> the best line in this will forever be roller coasters. Oh, yeah. Gilly. <laughs> Gilly Flower Town, Gilly Flower Land, there could be roller coasters. So initially, so this story is an Eleven and Clara story, feet Jenny Jenny Flint, Madame Vastra, and Little Potato Man Strax. Yes. Um. So to start off with, it's Vastra sending Jenny off on this mission on her own. Now I love the fact that now Jenny's not a companion. Jenny's not like a main character, and yet she carries this story until way over halfway through. I think, I, I she really I does. I, I want to I wanna talk about that point because it, it came up when I was watching it, not just with my girlfriend, but generally when, when I watch this, I always think, why is it? Because this is not, this is a Marmite story, I think. A lot of people don't like Definitely. it. And I think a reason for that is that a lot of it is carried by Jenny, and it's really heavily relying on the fact that you like the Paternoster gang, which really heavily True. relies on the fact that you like the snowmen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... That is this episode... Uh, I'm, I'm gonna put it, it's the biggest flaw of this episode, is that it is more of a backdoor pilot. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's probably why this is the Marmite story of, it's a... series, of, oh, of series 7. It's yeah. a very Doctor Light story, and I think that puts off a lot of people because we've seen that in the past with like Love and Monsters and and things like that, where the Doctor isn't present for most of the story, and people, like you said, it's like having to rely on these characters that we really, apart from a few stories, haven't had that much investment uh, time to invest. Yeah, because by yeah, because by this point we'd only had them for the head of the. Yeah, Good Man Goes to War and Snowman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like their other appearances. I just think... I don't know, I like this episode, but I find it very different. No, I, get, I, can, I, can, I completely understand yeah. that. Especially as, especially as, like I said, she's not a companion. It is very unusual for it not to... Because usually when it's Doctor Light, other than, like, I think, not Blink... Um, it tends to be the companion that takes the front foot, but Clara's obviously locked in a glass jar for most well, of it. You know, yeah. she, she did about as much uh, as she normally does in a Series 7 script. True. Very true. I think she points out the obvious in a lot of... Yeah, I really... <laughs> the chimney! chimney! What? Chimney! chimney. Oh, alright. <laughs> oh, of course! Well yes. done! Chimney! Well done, you've done your job with this. I observe. <laughs> Am I the only person that thinks when, when they see Eleven and Clara, I constantly think that's Moffat trying to do the Tenth Doctor and Rose and try and get the same audience on board, and he fails so miserably because he's clearly uncomfortable with the character of Clara because no writer was given any direction on who she's supposed to be like. <laughs> Mm. The, the only direction they were apparently told when writing Clara in series 7 was Moffat would tell them, she's just an ordinary girl. In an ordinary world, isn't that not like a theme tune for something? 
that's that's not a direction, Mom. That, that's a that's a bio on a trading card. <laughs> Why we've not had a Doctor Who proper trading card? I, as someone who plays Pokemon trading card games, I want a Doctor Who trading card. Game. We have the top prompts. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that while looking directly at the Doctor Who <laughs> top trumps books that I have on my shelf. We all had those. <laughs> Just tidy. I want to know. I want to know what like the attacks and all that stuff would be for a Strax card. I think that'd be awesome. Lasers. I'll go play with my grenades. <laughs> I just love that little remark when he when he gets told to go out and stay with the carriage. It's like, I'll just go play with my grenades. <laughs> I, 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 love, I love the Strax, you're overexcited. Have you been eating those sherbet fancies again? It's Jenny's face, though, from behind no. him. He's just like... Look. <laughs> It's the it's the look for Katrin behind. Oh my god, it's brilliant. <laughs> this, this episode is so um, much fun. It like it is. It's fun. fun. We, we we watched Enlightenment last week, and that that's a big loud pantomime with no budget to back it up, and it's trying it's it's somehow <laughs> trying to it, it's somehow trying to be really serious at the same time. This is just embracing the pantomime. Yeah, and, and I think True. that's why it works. It, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? It's just, it's nothing to be taken serious like the later episodes, and it's just something, I wouldn't even go so far as to call it filler, I think it was just like a fun adventure, side adventure. It's a Mark uh, episode. Yes. It's the best. Yeah, <clears throat> I will say though, the thing, the thing I love about, I personally love about this episode, apart from obviously Jenny, because... <laughs> Who knows? Um, Though there's lots of lines that you could just quote. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I think that this you know? is Morganus's best script in the Moffat era. Maybe Empress of Mars. Like, mm. Mark doesn't have a lot of episodes that I would call great. Uh, I've yeah. watched Unquiet Dead this week because I'm putting out reviews of Doctor Who Christmas specials on my own TikTok. There's a shameless plug there. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I rewatched Unquiet Dead and I was like, this is really good. It is the only episode of Mark Gatiss that I will ever willingly rewatch. I remember seeing that and that was, it, it's still to this day, I find quite creepy. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing it when it first aired and thinking, wow, this is dark and creepy and gothic. I love it. But when I think about the episodes where I really like Mark Gatiss's writing, which would be this with the Paternoster, yeah. uh, Unquiet Dead, and I think Robert, Ro uh, Robot of Sherwood's pretty good. Mm. They're all like historicals set in a pre-technological age. <laughs> Mm. Almost, uh, well, uh, you know, they're sending almost just on the cusp of the Industrial Revolution uh, with Uncle Eden and Crimson Horror. He feels more comfortable, and you can tell from the writing, doing a pantomime historical. Yeah, he he, he writes them really well. Like, like, even outside of Doctor Who, he writes them really well. Yeah, I think he, he's got a grasp on how to write a script. I think it's, he's always a hit and miss writer. It's not. It's nice when you get a hit. It's nice to have a little bit of um, <clears throat> a look back on the show's history as well, like the Gobby Australian reference, yeah. <laughs> which was brilliant. Um, oh. And uh, Braveheart Clara, which... Uh, which he says immediately after referencing. And I thought that was like, oh, that's so good. Like, <laughs> it was such a... But this is one thing I've always said is only even if they don't directly involve the classic Who era, just little nods like that. I loved it. I squilled when I heard that for the first time, and it was the stupidest thing, you know. But it's such a little nod. But it's one of those nods where if you haven't watched classic Who, it's, it's still it's, a nice it's line not anyway. It doesn't affect. Yeah, but it doesn't affect the story in any shape you or guys, form. You guys know the meme with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at something. That yeah. was my dad watching that. Because <laughs> like, he recognised the reference. He was like, whoa, classic Who. I remember that. I remember. That's a, lot of, that, that's a lot of Series 7, though. Series 7 has a lot of references like that. And it's, ooh, remember? You remember? I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> That's what a, a lot of Series 7 is like that, because it, it, it crops up in Rings of Akatan, where he just goes, I had a granddaughter once. Really? How fascinating. Should we ever deal with that ever again? No. Nope. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
not Susan. <laughs> <laughs> One day but... I'll come back. Not not now, but I'll come back. I'll come back <laughs> in my EF incarnation. Well, I'll forget. And only and only in audio, so some people don't even hear it. I love I love with the episode though the the the, the kind of the color palette that they use for it. It's very like it's like watching an old TV show, which is really I, I really liked, uh, especially with the flashbacks when the doctor's oh, describing how he got to. They were just brilliant. I, I loved that color palette, and I like I tried to use it in one of my TikToks for when I was doing those episodes. It's just like it's not the same. I know, but it's just little things like when they do the yes, camera flash. Yes. The camera flashes are brilliant. I, I enjoyed that little effect that they added on. It was just kind of a flash forward. It's the Doctor's memory just flash forwarding, and we saw that kind of uh, with that speed reference in like uh, the eleventh hour, where Matt's looking around and he sees Rory for the first time. <laughs> he's like, "I saw something," and he's just like flashes forward. It's kind of like a, a more evolved version of that, where he's memory. He's just like, "Nope," skipping all the in between stuff. <laughs> None of this is important. I'll just get to I'll the bit. Get to the bit, like all the bullet points. <laughs> oh, uh, I think the only thing, the only thing, the only thing I change about this episode is a little bit more Strax. Strax is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is the eleventh horse this week, and I'm not even hungry. Relief I, gen- I generally, I generally think, I generally think he doesn't have. I don't think he has more than ten lines. Oh, we need to make that as a as a challenge then. Just go back and just rewatch it, and then just mark out how many times Strax speaks. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, it's not many, I don't think. Strax yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, let's ask our Strax. Let's okay. ask our Strax expert. So over to you, Matt. Over to you, Matt. How do you feel Strax is portrayed in this episode? Uh, I don't know. It, as, if it is kind of almost like a, a like the pantomime, he is kind of like the like the widow Tranky that sort of comes on for like the <laughs> That's perfect. It's, it's it's you know it's a whole sort of ah, ah, you're too excited. No, I'm sorry, I'll go play with my grenades and off he waddles. Like stands out. Many Americans him. watching this are like, what? Who's Madam? <laughs> Oh, Google it. It's funny. <laughs> I've got really weird images going around oh, my head right now. I've just got strikes in a dress. <laughs> not that, not yeah. that nurse's dress again. Yeah, no, no. I'm 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 dress. Excellent quantities of milk. <laughs> I, I've always got the same question of how does Strax get in and out of the armor? Because, I, like, I he's not wearing it in a load of scenes. He's just wearing yeah. the butler outfit. I, flaps. I, think, I, I reckon he put the butler outfit on over the top of the armor. I don't think he ever takes well, it no, off. The, you, can see, you can see that he's not wearing the armor because the, the armor has a huge collar on it. It's part of the well, reason I like the... the new series. Like, you can tell he's not wearing the armor. Uh, and then, like, he does put the armor on towards the end. And I always just think, how does he get out of that? It's definitely not as quick as Jenny changing into a kick-ass outfit, that's for sure. <laughs> It's the same theory, like all the way through. Vastra's got that outfit under her outfit, and Jenny's and got Strax her outfit got under their outfit, outfit, and Strax has always got his we'll armor on. Under breath, his... Don't we? Where they're spinning now. <laughs> Strax will be like, I got a minute, I got a minute, I got a minute. Let me just wait a minute. Let me... Right, okay. Nope. <laughs> Where's the gun? Where'd you hide the gun, though? I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Paranoster Gang is the last time they're seen is in Deep Breath. Yeah. So, big finish. <laughs> yeah, until big finish. Does, but does that episode, The Crimson Horror, almost kind of set them up ready for big finish, though? I, don't, I, don't I got a feeling that this was oh. kind of like Talons of Wang Chang for the fourth Doctor, <clears throat> which, was a backdoor, which was intended to be a backdoor pilot for a Jago and Lightfoot series, which also, funnily enough, materialized yeah. as a big finish spin off. Um, but mm-hmm. I got that sort of feeling like maybe Moffat wanted to get a series with these characters off the ground on like yeah. this was their trial run about Sarah Jean Adventures hadn't ended very long before this it pro- it had been off about a year off the air uh, because Elizabeth Sladen tragically died and like they, they were probably looking you know CBBC was probably shopping about for 
what could we? What, we need another Doctor Who spin-off because Sergian Adventures was hugely popular. We want another Doctor Who spin-off. What have you got for us? Well, we've got these three characters. Um. Yeah. See, the the thing is, oh, I've just I've just done that meme. I've literally <laughs> just forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> it, it... Right. No. No. Right. Right. So. They weren't even. They were only supposed to be in that one episode. Because mm. when Catherine Stewart auditioned, she literally auditioned for the part of a maid. Wow. As you do. And, for, and weirdly enough, it wasn't yeah. Doctor Who either. So that was literally that was literally the part that was literally the part she auditioned for was Madame Vastra's maid. That just proves how well they command themselves on screen. Yeah, like the actors, not just the characters, but mm. the actors themselves. They are the standouts of a good man goes to war. I don't, I don't think they're much. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Um, I feel bad for, but the soldier I really liked as well. The one that passes away. Uh, oh, Lorna, Lorna, Lorna Buck. Yeah, Lorna. Yeah, I liked her character in uh, Good Man Goes to War, but she's like very on the. What, an, what always annoyed me is though that the Vaster and Jenny recruiting Strax, because Strax dies in that episode. Vaster and Jenny recruiting Strax is a minisode, <laughs> and it really annoys me. Yeah. That that wasn't you know an epilogue after the credits. Do you know? I I the fact that. Paternoster gang bring back Strax from the dead, and then Jenny gets killed, and then she they kill they bring back Jenny from the dead, but Victorian Clara well, see, they Victorian couldn't. Victorian Clara was a character that Moffat didn't have the intelligence to write. <laughs> but the thing is, it, uh, the amount of people who say to say to me they um, would have preferred it if Victorian Clara had travelled with the yeah, Doctor. She had something more about her. Though. So. Like, <clears throat> Cars, yeah. Jane. So if if they'd done if they'd done what they did to Strax and Jenny to Victorian Clara, well, you see the thing is Victorian Clara is fun and interesting, and there would never have been a fa- fan theory that Clara was actually an Autumn the whole time, which was a <laughs> genuine theory people had. Wow. Uh, uh, can I just interject and just say how cool it, cool it is? We're actually talking about the Crimson Horror with Diane Rigg just passing away recently and her amazing portrayals, Mrs. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Gillyflower. She is fantastic. I actually think she was one of the most interesting villains we've had <laughs> like, in, in recent... Well, in that series, up until that point. Um, There's nothing more creepy well, than an old lady yeah. being evil. And with a symbiotic... Yeah. Yeah. Well, even when... Paradise mm. Tires yeah, it, it, it's, it still permeates. Go on, you know, sorry. It's there in Smith and Jones in the Davies era. It, it's mm. here in the Crimson Horror. I'm trying to Missy, arguably. You know, she's not necessarily an old woman, but uh, the she's just yeah. uh, Ben. Yeah, Ben's only old. 18, so everybody's <laughs> old for them. <laughs> but I think Rachel Sterling did an amazing job as Ada yeah. as well. I think she was very sympathetic and. Like I, I I rewatched the episode in uh, in time to watch uh, for this podcast, and I I was just watching her and it's just like she's so sympathetic and I I love her character and when she smacks the living crap out of the, out of the parasite at the end it's just brilliant. It's, 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 it's that, that <laughs> and, where she just starts beating Olana Tyrell with a stick and uh, Eleven's face is just brilliant as well. It's just like oh 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 oh. <laughs> Or that, yeah. <laughs> Back to um, I can't remember her name now. Diane I apologise. Diane Rigg. Even when she's like preaching oh, in the church, mm. yeah, it's just she nails it on the head. We were bigging up um, Auntie Mabel, who's in Enlightenment the other week, and I. Like her portrayal in this is as good as, if not better, hundred yeah. percent. They got the character nailed on the head. That the casting is brilliant. So, um, who else do we have in this? Lauren, Lauren. Let's talk about let's talk oh, about no. the outfits. So <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to edit that out. They are beautiful. 
<laughs> right. Can I just say though, number one, so obviously I cosplay yeah, Jenny yeah. on TikTok. I and no I'm, idea. I'm yeah, dude, did you know that? I and yeah, I know. And I'm gradually upgrading all of my stuff, all of my waistcoats and I've recently got a Victorian dress thanks to the lovely people of TikTok helping me to get that. Her coat, her grey bustle coat that she wears through most of this episode is the bird like winds me up whenever I see it because all I think is I need that coat I need that coat but then she takes it off so it's fine the costumes in this episode are done so well like the the BBC has a tendency of going I know how to do the costumes so even if they're using modern fabrics Mm. yeah particularly that's it particularly um, historical ones like I dress in Victorian stuff because of reenactment anyway and I literally looked at those costumes and were like okay modern fabrics but the patterns are just it's perfect it's literally perfect how well they're done even the people even the people queuing up to get into Sweetville there's no one there with like a wristwatch and a pair of jeans every costume is done perfectly Mandalorian, <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, Green. Look, like, I'm not. Geez. I haven't recovered from yesterday. I'm still processing it. Let's not talk about it. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, fun fact: this was the hundredth episode since the reboot really? back in 2005. <laughs> yes, confirmed. I thought that would be an interest. I wrote notes. Oh, you, you yeah, come prepared. Like, like, you are more organized I came prepared. You are coming. You are very organized. <laughs> <laughs> you have opted. No. Yes, of course yes. we did. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. I don't just have Wikipedia open. Um, <laughs> you're, you're still more prepared than me. <laughs> <laughs> the music. The in this is iconic this as well. While I was watching it, the arrangement yeah. of because I think at this at this point in the series in Matt Smith's tenure, we were all kind of sick of hearing "I am the Doctor" over stuff that didn't matter. There is a moment in the lodger where they're looking at mold, and it is apparently warranting this pretty good, pretty catchy <laughs> theme song for the 11th Doctor. But here it's used well and it's integrated yes, into it the score. Like, it, that when they're running up to stop the rocket, you can actually hear a bit of I Am The Doctor in the background. And even, but it's covered with more interesting music as well. Mm. And as a result, yeah. this stands out as one of the best scored episodes in a very long time for the new series. Because at, at this stage, I think, and there's a Definitely. great editorial on YouTube you can find uh, about how Murray Gold kind of got lazy um, towards the end of Matt Smith's tenure. It was it was made around around the time of the, this episode coming out, where it was just Murray Gold was kind of just slapping the same music on everything when he needed a moment to feel happy. It used that happy music he's been using for ages. When it when he needed it needed a moment to feel epic, he would play an arrangement of "I Am the Doctor." The oh, but this time it's played by the brass section, uh, and that that's kind of what this era was like. And this episode stands out because it's not like that. You know, the the music feels a bit more fresh. As well with the music, um, I'm going to bring up Big Finish now. But for the Paternoster Gang series, the music's yeah. quite similar to this music, so it fits in quite quite nicely. So with those characters, because obviously with Big Finish, there's the Jenny theme song and then the Bastard theme song, like the Clara, the Doctor. But they've all kind of got this crimson horror nod to them, which mm. I deeply enjoy. The whole episode feels like a Big Finish, just... Live yeah, I, I can definitely see this being a big finish, like Christmas throwaway script. Yeah, because uh, th- this is the kind of thing they they would put out around this time. We're we're recording this in December, just just for anyone who, who the time stamp. From the future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> around this time of year, big finish generally do throw out this sort of light-hearted uh, story that. that 
Well, they've just they've pretty yeah. much just released Paternoster Gang Four, so. Entire series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. I said no work. I want to return to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, payment is due. Look, that, that's that's your requirement. Passing like the Paternoster Gang. I want. I, I want. I want you now. Then you realise this is the whole the Pattern Oster gang here right now, and Eleven. I'm here! So... <laughs> Blimey! <laughs> oh. Literally, it's all of the TikTok. Oh, yes. This has worked out nicely. Here we are with the Pattern Oster gang and Eleven and Ben. <laughs> I will have you know I am the Emperor Dalek and occasionally got... Davros. <laughs> I'm very occasionally This is true. This is very true. So I just had an image. I just had an image of them all on like some cheesy sitcom, like waving at the camera and then yeah. saying, yeah. "Cheers, mate." <laughs> you're just like knocking at. You're knocking at the door and fainting. He just fell over. Speaking of fainting, that scene where where Jenny trying to like un- unlock the door, just go take a funny turn. What? So <laughs> <Dumb>. done. <laughs> mean it for you. <laughs> Anything down. Good, Jimmy. I, I hope, I hope my teeth don't. They're barely down. there. Really? <laughs> Go to the dentist. <laughs> it's a crooked <laughs> piano. <laughs> 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 well, there's, there's black in a piano. I'll show myself out. <laughs> so, um, Catherine, Catherine Stewart. So Jenny is leading all the way up to when she gets the doctor out, and then obviously he goes and smashes Clara out of the jar, and then she does not talk anymore. <laughs> she has used her allocated amount of words for the episode, and now she must stand Again, in the back the of shop and give the side eye. The, I, I'm yes. going to make that into a gif of just Jenny looking at Strax from behind when the so, uh, the <laughs> the uh, the sugar freezes. <laughs> One thing I've noticed, because I do character studies before I um, cosplay a character, she side eyes a lot. Oh my god, lot. she does! Like, <laughs> she doesn't, yes, that is that is the Jenny thing. She side eyes. She doesn't even need to talk. I mean, I'm complaining that she has no more lines when Clara arrives, she but just... she doesn't need them. <laughs> she just does that look. She only then speaks when Clara goes. I... She only then speaks once Clara goes back into the TARDIS at the end of the. Yeah, she gets one more line. That, that one line. <laughs> but, but Doctor, you've not, uh, you've not explained. Not Clara, who is she? This is the stupidest thing, and this is another costume thing. Jenny is wearing a white back. dress in that scene. Jenny can't, Jenny well, yeah. can't wear a well, white she's dress. A morning outfit, like no, not a morning outfit, because it's not black, but it's in a morning like style for a young woman and i'm kind of i looked at it because i've just literally just finished watching it because just loved it and i was watching it going why did they put her in like did she spill something down her (laughs) or did the corset get too tight what's going on i feel like i feel like i feel like there's a story no, I feel like there's a story. I don't feel like that you was need, supposed to be you her need to dress, ask her any genuinely, convention. because it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel. It doesn't it feel really doesn't. Jenny-esque at all. Maybe it's really Clara weird. No. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel that's the crimson horror. I feel that way about. I can't. I can't do Yorkshire. <laughs> I feel that way about Vastra's costume at the at the very end as well. Both of those costumes don't quite seem like something they'd wear like hers is like a lilac-y kind of thing and you're like that's not a Vastra colour, why, why are you wearing that? Like, what happened on that day? Why did they get new outfits for a two second shot? Victorian clubbing, shot? Clubbing in... <laughs> Victorian clubbing. <laughs> Or did they film that first and then figure out that actually that they need a better outfit for the rest that's of it? Very possible. That, that makes more sense that yeah. met, to me that makes Can we talk about the 11th Doctor's costume in this? Oh. I yes, please it. do. <laughs> and, uh, the, the only reason the, I got really angry the, while watching it is the fact that I need an action figure of that and it really annoys me that, that that's never going to happen. 
this is why I'm super jealous of Grace because Grace has put it together and it's fantastic. Yes, she's got the bowler hat and everything. And there's me with my Series Seven B costume, and I'm like, I want Santa. I want the precious. <laughs> Go and get the precious. Oh, preciouses, Parkinsons. The eleven doctor costume is mine, precious. I can't do Colin. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> well, I'm not. I, I, at least I, I have one costume from this episode, so I'm happy with that. I, I messaged after I did the videos uh, for Crimson Horror. I messaged Grace after, and I said, "I need that bowl hat." <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, the 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 Eleventh Doctor's costume on there is is great because I it, it, looking at it, it looks like a fusion of his Series Seven B costume with his Series Seven and Six costume. Yeah. Like it's that kind of tweed fuse. But if you look at it, it's more closer to the coat than it yeah. is the jacket, which is really cool. And I love that combination. It was like oh, it's beautiful. I want to make it. But I was talking to you, Lauren. One one night because. What is it? Uh, Matt was gonna make it. Yeah, no, my partner's my partner um, is gonna be doing that soon. Not this Matt. Because I'm going to be doing Clara <laughs> for yeah, that episode me. and Vastra because all of the cosplays. Um, all and... the cosplays. You stay away from my Jenny. Yes, stay away from Mrs. Jenny. I'll just do the green one instead. <laughs> It's just, it's a costume I'd love to return to like later down the line, and I'd love to do some alterate like kind of alternate eleven costumes. But it, there are so many layers to it as well. If you look at it, it's it's more of a complex costume than his series seven B costume, and it's just like I want to make it. It is because it's a it's a traditional Victorian pattern, and then it is yeah. the fusion of like the coat and the other look, and you're kind of like. Huh? How do I even like? You can't just pop into a crowd. Damn it, Moffat! Give me a costume I can cosplay <laughs> easily. <laughs> no, but I love that we actually had the variation because they didn't need to put him in anything. As we know, with the Doctor and the historical episodes, sometimes we get like a cool outfit, but most of the time he's in that particular or she's in that particular costume that is their costume, you know. And so when he stepped yeah. out and he's like, oh, in the bowler hat and everything, you were just like. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. Trouble no. at mill. No. That's that's good. There's trouble at mill. I want I want to see them come back with since. Uh, can, can we say the spoilers for series thirteen? Like everyone's seen the the basically the sun spoilers. Yeah. The Sontarans are coming back yeah, cool. in series thirteen. We've seen them. We know what they're gonna look like. I would see the pat. I would like to see the Paternoster cut uh, gang Sontar. come back ah. just for the Sontarans to come. Like we're we're here to pick up Strax. We we all got new outfits and we felt bad. Like I just want to know. And that's just the plot line for one of the big finished audios. But then, but then Strax is going to be like, I'm not sure whether yeah. we need to salute or he needs oh, to salute. That, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, literally, no, Ben, you just described one of the plot lines for one of the audios. Yes. Like, I already did. They're trying to figure out which one needs to salute. <laughs> it's literally like, what What? What are you? on? I'm, I'm an ultra... I can't say that word. Entrepreneur. What are you? I'm, I'm a, a butler. butler. <laughs> what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> trying to figure out who's the higher rank. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna be. I don't like the blue oh, Sontarans. I like I grew him. up with them. Like my first encounter with the Sontarans was Sontaran Strategy, Strategy and Poison Sky with the blue Sontaran design yeah. and the best Sontaran makeup they've ever had and ever will. Um, but the blue really has soured on me. And this is where I'm going to become very unpopular and talk about how I think Strax is the worst part of this episode. <gasps> we have a twist, ladies and gentlemen, in the podcast. I, I the, the plot and thickens. Then then. The <laughs> yeah. I will bury you in the acid pits of my gods. 
Yeah. Just the uh, reminders like that we do have Strax among us. I think he is very entertaining in this <laughs> episode. But I am one of those people who thinks that Strax is the worst <laughs> thing to happen to the Sontarans. Minus, minus I... perhaps the two doctors. Oh yeah, we all agree with that. that. We all agree with that. But Strax needed a or still needs a story with the Sontarans where they kill him. That is my. It's a it's a horrible thought, but they need a story where the Sontarans roll up and just go, right, you've been really irritating us and ruining our image. We're getting rid of you. You're a detriment to us all. Um Ben's controversy meter is, is hitting peak level. I think they'd rather go for I, I think I think they'd rather I go for Stone. There is another Sontara in the Paternoster Gang series. <laughs> yeah, he's in he's in the other um, he's in the Bloomsbury bunch, a, and he Thomas, has a boyfriend Thomas, named Thomas. Thomas. Sequel. Cool. Yeah, that's oh my god! It's yeah. really clever. It's really cleverly done. <laughs> yeah, the, the the other one was filled with lesbians. Another the other one. There was for yeah, literally. I've never thought I'd hear a Sontara and say, "Because you are my man." I I I just think like brilliant. I love them. I, I don't know the Paternoster Gang. I like the idea. I like them as characters, but every single uh, uh, both Vastra and Strax really infuriate me because they have prevented us from getting any form of good Silurian since and Sontaran. I also just I no. I c I do agree. I do agree with make that. Make up for the new series, uh, because it look. Like, I I've yeah. seen other people have talked about it in much greater depth and with much better reasoning than than I have. But like the original Silurians and even the Warriors of the Deep Silurians don't look human, like at all. They don't yeah. They I generally think, but but you can see why they've done it because if if Neve was wearing an you old wouldn't classic, the... no. it wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't get the same interaction. I understand. I understand why they've done it, and I get that it's annoying. But for the purpose that Vastra has to serve within the series, she would. I think I personally think it works better. Or that because I'm looking. I, I just to remind myself, I'm looking at the classic uh, image right now. They did. No they did have a prototype mask image. done for the two-parter for series five. They had a prototype classic series-looking mask. Look, look it up. It looks. It's a. It's a really. I doubt. I really want to see the even the classic mask. The reason they didn't pick it was that they they thought it was too scary. It, it is literally just the classic design, like, updated. And originally, the, f the first problem they had was it was mm. perhaps too scary, and the other problem they had was it would need they were going to have to use animatronics. Mm. And they weren't prepared to allocate the budget to an already budget-saving uh. episode. Oh, I see it, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's literally just the 70s uh. ones, but better. That's the thing. I yeah, I do it... I, I I do agree that, that the classic Silurian would have been very interesting, and we would have they would not so did that two parter a bit more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Neve herself, she acts quite a lot with her eyes. Again, I do character studies before I cosplay, <laughs> um, and she does a lot of acting with her eyes. Yeah. And it's not just because of obviously the mask. I don't th you know if she's wearing the classic Silurian mask, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't see that connection between her and Jenny, even though Neve easily could act that way. You although, although I do, you I see do that love emotion. Neve as Vastra. I yeah. wish she didn't play every Silurian in the new series. Uh, like Dan Starkey playing every Silurian. Yeah, that's what's that all about? They're supposed to all look the same. But with the Silurians no, aren't clones. They just looked the same True. in the classic yeah. series because they had one mold for a mask. Yeah. But saying the Neve 
I know she plays has literally played most of the Silurians in the newer series, but yeah, the casting yeah. between her and Catherine is so brilliant. They have got such a great dynamic and such a great connection. And like I was saying a minute ago, literally all Jenny has to do is give her that look and you're just like, oh my God, my heart is melting. And it's it's ridiculous. It's But she doesn't... It's not just a look of love. It's a look of appreci- yeah, you're appreciation. Yeah, not it and being like, oh, look, lesbians. <laughs> Which is why Moffat writes them in Name of the Doctor. And in Arguably a Good Man Goes to War. Because they are in Name of the Doctor and that is their worst appearance. Yeah. But they're not doing a bill yeah. and bringing it up but every the, 20 seconds. The again, it's just, bill, it's just the fact. It's just them. The problem again is Moffat is not comfortable writing any form of women. And this, this no. is re- like, I, I, I like stories in the Moffat era, but this I is true. With, I grew up with the Davies era, as, as we've already said that. I, I'm 18. I grew up with the Davies era. I saw David Tennant become Matt Smith. And I remember distinctly thinking, the show felt different from that way that that moment on and it, i think a large part of that is that the female characters in the show from 2010 onwards aren't as well treated and I, Mar- martha well treated did yeah, you see martha and they, i think no. Ru- russell realized that about halfway through re- writing series three because i at least with Martha, it seems like they're somewhat self-aware as to how badly she's being treated. Moffat writes women uh, like like the moment in Flesh and Stone where Amy kisses the doctor the night before her wedding, and Moffat clearly did it because he's like, "Oh yeah, she's sexy," and everyone went, "Ew." There was no, there was never that sort of like with Martha. It's the doctor's awful to her. And that's why she leaves with but i do but i do kind of think that the whole amy thing kissing the doctor was purely because of the way russell had written romance into the series and now especially with a lot of the like new who watchers they expect to have that romance in it as well it's not needed but they just expect it to be there hence yasmin 13. whereas i don't think russell's ever really apologized i i don't mind a little bit of romance but i don't like it like how how it is now Again, I have to mention Paul McGann because it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't. Of course not. <laughs> I don't mind what we had in the TV movie. That was cute romance. But then when it came back, we had it like love and relationships and everyone fancies the doctor. <laughs> well, no, we need more lesbians apart from Yaz and 13, but that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who podcast. No, it's definitely a whole different the podcast. Horror is a good episode to show people that haven't seen Doctor Who. Like, is it a good Doctor um, episode? Since I watched one? this with my girlfriend who hasn't seen a whole lot of ben. Doctor Who, I'm gonna go no. <laughs> for the reason, and, okay. and it's for the same, it's kind of for the same reasons I say that you shouldn't show Blink to someone. You show you shouldn't Blink to someone if you're yeah. trying, if you want to watch Doctor Who. And the people around you don't, which is what I did with my friend. Uh, and I said, we're going to watch Doctor Who. It's going to be this episode. Um, it's simply, it, one, it has a huge problem of you need to know who the Paternoster Gang are. They are, That's true. they are not introduced in this episode at all. You kind of need to know who That's Cara true. is, sort of. I, I, I still think the best intro one is probably 11th oh, hour. Yeah. I would say Rose. But that's, uh, but again, most episodes, I'd say, if you sat someone down and just said, "Watch this one self-contained forty-five minute episode," people would get it. But this one isn't self-contained. It, you know, you need the context of at least the snowman because they're talking, they're talking about the events of the snowman in it. That's true. You definitely. You- that's that's true. You definitely need to have watched the snowman to understand crimson horror that's another thing they only signed up for snowman 
And then two weeks later, Ooh. they were asked to come back, but luckily none of them were recast. working. <laughs> like if they recast the Pat Loster gag and it wasn't well, me, I, I, I admit, um, just Dan. got a completely different set of characters. Maybe they would have tried to get Diego and Lightfoot They'd have had the Blues rebunch instead. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Luke McIntosh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Or that one old guy. <laughs> only Because well. she's the only person that can play a Silurian. There's Neve and there's the, the old male. We, we can only ever have two people play Silurians. I have to admit, there's another. Then, then with all that makeup on, having to go in at probably about no four o'clock in the morning and have all that like, slapped on their face not being able to walk or move or and nobody knows what and you can't hear you can't hear what's going on they around you really this is one thing they've said about doing big finish dan and um neve is yeah they can hear what they sound like so their voices aren't the same because they don't know what they sound like with all the makeup on I put my corset on it too. And then his catching Stuart just rocks off at like eight. <gasps> All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that, that's a road we'll definitely have to cut. Oh, we are no. Don't family. go down that road, Abby. <laughs> <gasps> We're not. Did you hear, did you not hear Daisy Swarm on her one? So. <laughs> My, t- my TikTok channel started off as a family-friendly... <laughs> well, and my most recent one was definitely not family-friendly. <laughs> but Jenny First Trap. I've done about four of them now. It's really bad. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, but um, the other Vastra on TikTok, Naomi, she's like, oh, I might have to do Vastra First Trap, so then she put, like, dot, dot, dot. Actually, I don't think the world's ready for that yet. <laughs> Just wait until my son's done this. Did, it, did anyone see? Did it, does anyone? Yeah, I literally, literally, you don't even, you, you just need to stand there and watch. There you Last go. Last night no. after I'm a Simple. he literally posted a picture of Vernon Kay covered in bugs and rotten fruit and veg and everything and just said, this is a very bizarre fetish I didn't realise I had. <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Who's Once that? again, through, once oh again, through Russell Z. Davies is the best showrunner of Doctor Who. I have no, I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lauren, what was your highlight went, of Crimson uh, Horror? And then it was like, no, not the chair, Jenny kicking ass. I think, yeah, Jenny, yeah, Jenny kicking ass. I do like when she kicks ass, like when, never, when she does it. Never uh, lace and corsets. The ribbon. It, yeah, it should have been longer. Do you know that? Do you know that it's the shot at the end of it that gets me when she's <laughs> slightly bent over and she looks up at the camera. She just it looks so pleased of herself. She should have taken down yes, all of them. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have watched it for like a straight 15 minutes, just take them all down. But, but I, I genuinely think it should have been like a sequence where she just takes down all of them. Because, like, we have never seen Jenny Flint do anything of consequence, unfortunately. Like, everything that she does is cut, like this bit. It, it's cut down to show, well, she can do stuff, but she's not going to. And I'm just thinking, like, wouldn't it be cooler if we saw her take down, like, those 15 people? Yes, but the screen the screen time would have been allocated to her again and they had to hurry up and get Clara because (laughs) Yeah. So Dan Dan? Who the hell is Dan? Yes, come on Dan, what's your highlight? (laughs) David, what's the highlight for you in this episode? Um, That was specific. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> hey, shut up! You're not clever. And you got tiny little legs. Um, 
um sorry uh i i think i think for one of my highlights for the episode is is uh yeah is the interaction with jenny and and uh and 11 just that whole sequence is just is just fantastic um accumulating to my one of my favorites which is oh haven't you heard of love <laughs> trouble at mill and and going and and just the fact that he looks back and he doesn't even turn his head his eyes just go back and he's just like she's a lizard <laughs> Um, but I think my, if I had to pick an alternative scene, because everyone picks that scene, I think, would probably be his first interaction with uh, Miss Gillyflower. Uh, he's like, I'm the doctor, and you're nuts. I do love that line. <laughs> he's like, and chairs are used. I love <laughs> there are, and chairs are used to save the day, no less than three times. <laughs> I'm going to use a chair to break this window. I'm going to break everything. Just the look of glee on on Matt's face when he picks up the chair and just starts <laughs> smashing stuff. It's, it's just great. So yeah, I think those two scenes. I I know it's a bit crazy to pick two, but I have to say it's those two. Scenes. <laughs> uh, oh god. Again, I think yeah. I mean, I and, I, I uh, like the whole interaction with Jenny, but it is definitely. Um, that whole kind of nope, I've got this straight out into ass kicking, and yeah, she should have taken all of those fifteen out. Um, but then I also like the bit where Strax gets told off and just wanders off, going, "I'm gonna go play with my grenade." <laughs> but madam, no, go play with my grenades. <laughs> I really want to buy you some sherbet fancies, just like. <laughs> Just, we need to do a scene where you just sat there eating like, sherbet fancies just so I can stand there and give you the side eye. TikToks, that'd be fun. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stand up. I am the tallest Pontaran warrior Matt's ever. six <laughs> foot four. Oh, you, you can be in the two doctors. <laughs> They're taller than Colin Baker. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My highlight um, is one line, and it is simply... That's very true. Um, and what's your highlight for this episode? Clearly for our town, Gilly for our land, and we could have roller it's coasters. It's such a good line, <laughs> and it's delivered with so much enthusiasm. Oh, we're right chuffed, aren't we, love? It's, it's the fact <laughs> it's that like, Tara's not even attempting to speak, because she knows full well like she can't do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> she tried but it's funny because she tries it yeah. in the next scene over like she's talking <laughs> you can hear man. it but like it's funny because she's just like oh Matt's not giving her an in she's just like oh grand we're right chuffed aren't we love <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is I'm tempted to say this is his best episode for New Who yeah, definitely since I'm quiet dead yeah yeah. My my highlight, and I'm not going to mention the scene you think I'm going to mention because we already know that's one of my highlights, is the little scene at the beginning when they're in the coach together. <laughs> and Vastra is literally like, oh, they only pick this certain type of person. The, the, the and Strax automatically well. assumes that it's him. We are going up north. <laughs> We the are north. going to the north. Uh, I get the feeling that line was written in after we go into the Diana rig. Because, for those of you who don't know, Diana Rigg is a Lena Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Um, Probably. Which, you know, the, uh, uh, in which the north is a very prominent thing. And I, I just get the feeling that line was written in, like, could we get a Game of Thrones reference in a Doctor Who? Gillyflower remembers. <laughs> That's the big finish sequel. <laughs> the return of Gillyflower. Don't ask us how she came back. We don't know. Maybe she's a cyber. Need a recap. Maybe maybe Ida becomes a maniacal supervillain. Maybe she was the Rami. Not everyone she has was to be the Rami. <laughs> Everyone's the Rani. David Tennant's the Rani. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
and the fact is, I'm the Rani. I'm the Rani. I'm the Rani. Because the Rani is a Time Lord. I am the Rani. She's the Rani. Or occasionally, if we're really lucky, the Master. The point is. Jimmy is the Rani. And on that note, the biggest twist. Oh dear. Oh, hey. Actively interested in the okay, rat tail. Well, oh, the, rig, the wig's the wrong. I used the same wig. The wig's the wrong. The wig's <laughs> Coming soon from Big Finish Production. The wig's the wrong. It's hanging off the floor. It's just scuttling across the floor like a Dalek mutant. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a hedgehog. I don't triple. Abby, I can dear, your wig is alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's technically a. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a word now. Music. The wig is alive. <laughs> the, the wig is alive. The sound of music. Okay, so currently the cast has Brian Blessed, Julie Andrews. <laughs> Dan Starfield, right? <laughs> and Nick Briggs is playing literally everyone else. <laughs> <Did he actually laughs> Nicholas Briggs party? as half the cast. There's double in wig factory. <laughs> okay, the plot of it is that as everybody is a wig. <laughs> 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 and Nick, Nick brings up the flyer to turn into Nicholas Freaks just by using their voice. <laughs> I am the Ronnie now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Big Finish, we need to make this into a Briggs is the Ronnie, okay? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just the money we could make, I mean, it would probably take about four box sets. <laughs> I kind of want to Photoshop a picture of Nicholas Briggs now with a giant wig. You have to make it technically, though. Technically, just add like Dalek sec like tentacles to it. I, oh my god! Just thought, just have, just have really the, the wig standing like joined with me. The wig of terror. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally doing that. Literally, I just want the picture like, of like it to use in the YouTube oh, what's video. His name? The American guy gets absorbed by Dalek Sec, but instead it's a wig and it's just Nicholas Frank. <laughs> 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 so much of this is going to be cut. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> So that that was apparently a podcast. We have made Kunt a sequel, horror. ladies and gentlemen. This is the next Crimson. <laughs> the Crimson. I can see this horror. being an outtakes uh, podcast. Two Crimson. Two Two Horror. Oh God! Imagine if I kept all the outtakes and just put our life. <laughs> They're just a half. We're doing chimes at midnight. In a few. True. <laughs> so you have been you. <laughs> oh my god! One day in the brief at the bottom of the the the. the... <laughs> Never One day, in the brief at the bottom of these things, I won't have to write the word chaotic. Daleks. And it's from that moment Abby re-recruited. So you've been listening to the TikTok Whovians Watch Along podcast, and today my guests were... Matt. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm back in five years by the time of things. We're so professional. Thank you for joining me. <laughs>
I can podcast I now. I laughed so much. I'm crying. <laughs> So, me being me, I haven't actually, I didn't actually record at the end to say what the watch along will be next week. So, I did spin the wheel, and the watch along next week will be Witchfinders. So yeah, I've to literally just gonna plonk this on the end, so I'll figure out how to do it. But Witchfinders next week, yay! 